welcome to Driven for Purpose, a lifestyle podcast designed to bring you the tips, tools, and resources so that you can discover your purpose, reignite your passion, and fully step into your power. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, holistic health and mindfulness coach, and I'll be guiding you every step of the way. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Driven for Purpose Reconnecting Mankind podcast. Today, I am coming from you actually from a different place. I'm in this interesting box. It's a Skype booth here in one of the co-working spaces in Changu, which is just outside Ubud in Bali. And I'm here also on video, which is a cool and new experience. I don't often do Zoom calls, but whenever there's a special guest who I meet and I feel inspired by their short story, and I feel that others of you might also be inspired by their story, I'm always excited to create the invitation to bring them on. So today I have a special guest, Mr. Harry Trotter. He is from originally from Belgium, but lives in Amsterdam. So Harry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Amanda. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited to, uh, to experience this uh, talk with you. So uh, yeah, thank you for uh, welcoming me. Yeah, I know. I love it. And one of the things, just for the audience, those of you who... Uh, want a little bit of background. Uh, I met Harry at our erotic prayer tantric temple and you were actually one of the first people that I like fully connected to and I remember you walked in and arms were super big. Hey, how's it going? Michelle. Immediately I just got really good vibes and the entire experience, you know, um, as a facilitator, I'm always just watching and observing the different energies and Mm -hmm. I really love your approachability and how open you are. And you really showed that a lot and not only in the personal interactions, but in that container. Um, I know that you come from a very different background in your journey with sexuality and um, it's very powerful. And I feel it could be very healing for a lot of other people to kind of hear about your journey. And I know that this Tantra container was very different from what you're used to. And so why don't we start there? Why don't you just share a little bit about, you know, your journey with sex and sexuality, even where it began? I know that it's probably far back and we have time. So feel free to kind of take us on a journey and whatever you feel inspired to share. And we'll just kind of navigate from there. Thank you so much, Amanda. Well, since you tell me in advance that I have some time, um, I think sexuality is taboo in many families and we all have a, a bringing, we all have a childhood, we all have a past as well and in my family, like maybe in your family, over many families, uh, people in the world, sexuality is a topic that many people, many parents avoid and there, are, there might be some silences and since a young age I felt that there was something missing, I felt the connection between the people who made me was not what it should be. And every time we spoke about sexuality in any form, yeah, there was a silence and, 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 and yeah, there were no words that spoken. And I felt a certain fear, a certain pain within myself. So 
since I felt that sexuality was something that triggered me, my whole youth, my whole life, I might say, was based on that. So uh, when I was younger, uh, I didn't have the best connection with my mother, to be honest. And she was pretty severe. She was pretty uh, harsh. She was pretty aggressive, I dare to say. And I believe that every single woman was like her. So first of all, I, I, I didn't have much confidence. I pretend to be this confident guy because this is how my mother mainly and my parents in general raised me up. Smile, pretend, don't show anything. And then when I was 16, 17 years old, I started exploring with women. Uh, I literally, to be honest, fucked around with women. I didn't treat women well because I thought every single woman was just like my mom. And I thought I had to attract those kind of women myself. And I felt miserable. And the more I felt miserable, the more I was like, yeah, I need to prove myself. I have to be this womanizer. I have to be this cool guy. And I'm going to fuck around and women love me and I'm a king. But deep down, I was a failure. I was miserable. First of all, because I was pretending I was someone as I was not to be confident and the son my parents wished for. But second of all, also, I was confused about my sexuality. I was like, there's no intimacy within myself. There's no intimacy with his family. There's no intimacy between my parents. And I just go and have sex with women. Every single woman who was into me, I gave a chance. I didn't have any self-esteem. I just took it all on board, believing that the love I received from those women was the love I needed, but it wasn't. And then at some point I was so exhausted. I was tired. I was suffocating that I decided to change my game. I, I pretend to, to still be confident and to be this womanizer, but I was working on a plan to leave Belgium and to move to Australia and to never come back. And this is the whole story of, 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 of the sexuality part is that I moved away, not because of my sexuality, but because I felt that there was a kind of silence within my family, which I didn't feel good with. So at some point I, left Belgium for Australia. And at that moment, I started exploring with men because based on the fact my own father wasn't home often, he didn't take action. He never said to her, it's enough that you don't do this to your child. And I said often to my mom, you can't do this. This is, this is unhuman. This is, this is not done. This is not healthy. And uh, Can I pause you, you for a second? What is it? Again? Would you be open to speaking into to what, what she was doing to you that wasn't, that wasn't healthy? She, um, she often um, went after me when she was in, in, in anger and, and frustration and she slapped me, but not slapping with the soft hand, but almost, you know, uh, almost abusively. And also, yeah, she knew where I was hiding in, in my room when I went up. Also, physically, she, she touched me on, on some places in a hard way. Uh, I don't bring the word of, 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 I dare to say, sexual abuse, but it's not far off. Um, I was scared of her. I, I thought I, I was going to, to die deep down. And what made me safe was that she died in my head at some point and I wasn't scared from her at some point because one day I took her arm and I said, it's enough. And I, I was looking for this, 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 this love I wanted to give her. I was looking for the self-love I couldn't give to myself and I felt her pain. And this is why I left for Australia. And at that point I discovered with men, I gave my body away to men. I explored, I didn't have a clue what it was to be gay. 
and to be into men generally. And sometimes I slept with people where, yeah, I, I, I didn't know who I was going to meet. I didn't know where I was going to end. But I slept over with people because I, I felt this is what I needed to give, to do. I was looking for confirmation, for a conversation, for understanding, for shelter. And all I received was dicks and balls at that moment, to be very honest. So it has been a journey to discover my own sexuality without putting labels on it, without saying, oh, but you're straight, oh, but you're bi, oh, but you're gay. No, it has such a long history for so many people. And the label is just a label. But the question is, Amanda, I dare to raise it. Are you born gay or can you become open to men because you've experienced something? Because for me, I was looking for, yeah, for support, for, for protection, not just for, for, for a dick or, or balls to put in that sense. No, I was looking for a man who could maybe protect me. And I, I was so used to protect myself. And this is why maybe today I'm more attracted to men. Wow. It's so, it's so powerful to hear and to feel you share, Harry. Um, and I, it's, it's a lot to take in, which is so beautiful. And I feel that, you know, breathing someone in, you know, breathing someone in and their heart and their soul and their journey mm. is so important. And um, you shared a lot. And so I'd love to kind of touch on some pieces that I think were, are really powerful for a lot of our audience. And, you know, the first thing I just want to do is acknowledge you. I want to acknowledge you for, for being able to speak into your truth, and to be so vulnerable, and to be so honest. And I know that it's not easy to, to, to share, you know, these stories around uh, childhood uh, abuse and what we endure and the pain and the way that we've hid from our pain and have acted out and to expose our shadows, places of ourselves that we're maybe not so happy about and to be honest with those. And not only to be honest with ourselves, that's one step. To be honest with our community, that's another. But to take a stand and speak online and to speak publicly because, Harry, you are not alone. You are not alone in so many ways and the ways of not knowing how to 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 receive love touch intimacy not receiving that from your parents receiving any if anything the opposite of it looking for you don't have a role model so you just act that out onto partnerships and friendships and you know in sexual experiences you don't know any better and then you, you, you get trapped in that and then you're in this you know and then you're in this pain and this rage because you didn't have any there's so much that you shared here and these are the types of conversations that I truly feel will change the world because having people like you say you know what enough is enough I'm not going to fucking hide anymore I'm going to be open I'm going to be honest I'm going to be real I'm going to be raw I'm going to be undisclosed because there are more people like me and you know especially as a man especially as a man to speak about this as a man uh, physical abuse, even on the edge of sexual abuse, it's very hard. And I did a lot of work around the Me Too movement, um, 
not standing necessarily with women, not against them, but not with them, but really looking at the opposite coin and saying, what about our men? Because as women, we're allowed to speak and to be our, use our emotions and, you know, the victim is much more of a female role. And for men, it's more of the perpetrator. But the truth is, is that we are all, all of the above and hurt people hurt people. And um, yet it's, you know, makes you less of a man to, to come out and share these stories. Um, so I just really want to honor you and acknowledge you for that. And thank you for, for taking us on this, this journey with you. Um, and I really also resonate and I love what you said. It's like, who, why are we putting labels around if you're gay or you're straight or you're whatever? It's like, can we just love humans? Can exactly. we just love? It doesn't matter what your body is. It doesn't matter what your shape is. It doesn't matter what you do. Like, can we just love to love? And can I not be, you know, I almost cringe at the words like gay or bi or straight yeah. or queer. It's like, I just want to be a human. And it doesn't matter what you're born into. Like, typically, yes, I'm more attracted to men, but I've been attracted to many women. And I think it's so important as we're de-shamifying our sexuality, we mm. start to look at how can we just open up the boxes and allow ourselves to move freely in whatever way, um, as long as it doesn't hurt other people. I fully agree. Thanks so much for, for sharing your thoughts as well, Amanda. I think um, I'll go on with this later in the conversation, but this is, this is the, what I just shared with you was the process of pain, but since then I've evolved and, like you say, really, truly, uh, it's easy to victimize men or women. Uh, we all have a past. I think so many people can relate and it's so important to stand up and to share and to speak up about those things because just like the people listening right now or even viewing us right now, uh, men has been mostly raised in a way that don't show your emotions, be a man, be strong, and, and most of all, shut up. But if you see which kind of consequences this might have on someone's life, like myself, I think I, I, I'm open to it because I feel good about it in the sense that I can give the place. I'm, I, I, I do my share, not just for myself, but to speak up for others who might feel unpowered right now. Mm -hmm. And my journey, I wouldn't say it's coming to an end, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to share. I'm ready to serve others in that sense. Mm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that we met and that you're on here sharing. And um, I know that you've done a lot of work around sharing, which we'll get to later on in the podcast. But um, mm. I would love to just tune in. So if there are people who, let's say they're in, because there's a shame and a guilt piece, right? Um, mm. There's a shame and a guilt around the way that people act out in their sexual relationships, both men and women. And if there's someone who, you know, or, or what, what did you do? I guess this would be a better question. What did you do? Um, or what was your kind of first realization that the way that you were acting towards women um, wasn't really the way that you wanted to act? And what did you do in order to kind of change that? Amazing question, Amanda, spot on. Um... First of all, it took me a while to realize I wasn't treating myself and women well because I was used to, like you say, uh, being treated like shit, so you're going to transmit shit. But at some point, you might believe your shit. You might believe you deserve shit. But at some point, you break that cycle and you realize, wow, actually, 
I can transmit the good because I, I'm, I'm able to be good to myself. So the whole process of getting there was based on people around me telling me, well, you know, what you're doing is not really great. Some others, some other men actually just told me, wow, you're amazing. You're such a cool dude because I was part of a fraternity. So at some point, some people really acknowledged my, my behavior. Some others didn't. But the more I was doing this, treating women in a bad way, the more I felt far away from myself. I wasn't in line with what really was. And I felt so bad because I knew deep down I was warm-hearted. At least I tried it, but I didn't show that. So at some point I went so low, so low. I, 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 I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't feel good sleeping around ever since. So I had a realization and I said, well, well, dude, if you want to keep doing this forever, good for you. But I mean, yeah, you don't love yourself. People judge you. People start to hate you and there's something, something wrong. So I went back to, 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 to the roots in a sense. I thought back about how I've been raised. I thought back about what my values were, about women, about sexuality, about self-love, about self-esteem. And this is why, Amanda, I needed to have a break. And this is why I left Belgium to go to Australia. And that journey from Belgium to Australia wasn't easy at first, but nothing is easy in life at first. And, but then I realized so much more like by taking distance, okay, this is me, those are my values, this is how I can treat myself, mm. this is how I can treat people, friends, and maybe this is how I can treat someone special one day. Mm. So, yeah. mm. I love that you spoke into this piece and I can really resonate on so many levels and a big part of it is because the conditioning is so strong so that when we're in our, our house, our country, our town or whatever, it's like the conditioning is so strong and you don't know who am I and who am I really beyond the stories that I've been told and sold and the ways that I've been showing up. And so when you go to a completely different country and when you just say, you know what, I'm going to cut the ties and just immerse myself in a long period of time somewhere then all of a sudden every choice you make and everything you do because you're in a foreign land it's like this is it it's all you it's it's no longer like things that have been pressed upon you and so i love that that was a way that you helped to kind of break free of your own cycle it was totally a way and and yes i i had less pressure and less conditioning in my head but for the people listening right now you can have any problems in your life. You can go to the other side of the globe. You can move places every six months. Your past, your problems, or whatever you want to call it, they will follow you. So at some point, you have to take responsibility for your life, your past. Uh, but we'll get there later in a conversation, an interview, I guess. But I totally agree with what you said. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I feel like we could even go there now like that because you're absolutely right, right? It's like, okay, so you can leave, but if you're leaving to escape something, your problems are going to follow you. So um, in that place, like you, you get to Australia and um, you're confronted again with similar, probably loneliness, pain, anger, sadness, rage, whatever the emotions are. So what did you do? How did you kind of take yourself in deeper into to this journey of really seeing these, these shadows, if you will? What did I do is that I, um, I was first of all so relief to 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 leave that pain zone another comfort zone so once i was in australia i had some bad experiences to start with um in terms of meeting people with, with drugs alcohol and, and treating me badly and i was i was used to it so i embraced it i said yeah come on in you treat me wrong oh i love it because i was conditioned to that in a way mm. and then 
I started having, after mentorship in Australia, I started having a stable job, stable income. People were like, wow, you're really good at what you do. And I started to realize I was someone. I was good at something. Mm. I had assets. I had talents. That I wasn't a piece of shit, excuse me for a term. That I wasn't ugly and dumb and that I wouldn't, agree, uh, that I wouldn't reach anything in life. No, I, I said no to that voice within my head. And I said, no, it's enough. I'm going to do anything I can to... to, to save myself to break that cycle and to live not to survive any longer mm. so more and more people were really saying wow dude you have something uh, great energy i mean uh, wow you're so kind and i was so kind because once you've been to so much pain and shit like so many people are there to say you don't want to transmit that anymore you don't want to be part of this you want to attract people who are like you you don't have time to judging others you don't have time to blame others you don't have time and energy to, to listen to bullshit and to be treated in a bad way. So the more you open up, the more you're in your power, the more you shine from the outside, the more you're going to attract those people. And then that moment happens in, in, in Australia where first I went through a lot of shit again to learn my lesson, to say, okay, now you're going to truly learn what you need to learn here and use your gifts. And at that moment, I started using my gifts and people were attracted to me, not from the outside, but from the inside. And this is where... Harry Trader was born, actually. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Okay, so this was um, a part of the conversation that I wanted to invite in. And um, so Harry Trotter, so it's so interesting. I was looking, we, got, we had a photographer. I didn't even know you had yeah. Harry Trotter was a thing. But so for those of you who are listening, we were at this, you know, Tantric Temple, and um, Harry ended up taking all of these books, and it's him on this book and he has like this book in really cute places like in front of his groin <laughs> on his back you know and he has this hat and um then i i started to talk to you about the fact that you have written a book um and that's something that i would love if you wanted to share a little bit harry trotter was born here we go this is your journey this is your book do you want to share a little bit about kind of like how this beautiful baby came birth into being and what it's all about and anything you want to share on that well, Amanda, first of all, I think for the people listening right now, I think we all have a book in us and, and some people have such a craving to explain what they have experienced. And I called the book actually The Naked Truth. Uh, and the more I share with people, the more it gets out there, it will be published in December this year. The more I realize it's not just my story, I leave the story behind because I did my share, I did my, my kind of therapy in that sense. Um, and since a young age, I always dreamt and thought of making a change in the life of another, even though it's one or two people, it doesn't matter. But I told myself, dude, you have something. Keep alive. Keep being there. Keep being strong. You, you can share something with this world. So I had this thought when I was 16 already, and then I, I went to Australia. Then I, after that, I, I went to different places, different countries. And the more I became the person I had to become, the more I was empowered, the more I started thinking about this book. And it was only at the age of 27 I started writing down my thoughts. But during all my travels, my, my moment I was fleeing actually from home, I wrote thoughts down. And at some point I put them all together and I created a book. And the book really made me understand that whatever happened to you, you can turn your fears into powers. Whatever happened to you, you can heal from anything. Whatever past you might have experienced, it's okay to use it as an excuse and to complain for a bit, but then at some point, 
it's so important to move on because otherwise you won't move on with your life and it's good to be oh poor you poor you but i don't want to attract those people i want to attract mm. people who acknowledge their pain their suffering uh their nakedness mm. and once those people are open i will be definitely ready and willing to support them to help them to push them forward in a proactive way not just saying poor you i hear you yes but then okay those are the facts this is what happens this is how i've been through my journey i'm more than keen and eager to listen to your journey and let's join forces let's go on a journey together so you can unlock your full potential no matter what Oh, it gives me chills and I love it. I love it. And this is really what, this is where the gold is. You know, it's like, exactly. It's, we can all get stuck in the victim story. You know, we have all in some way, shape or form have had some handful of shit given to us and some maybe, you know, stinkier shit than others. And, um, how do we get out of playing the victim role, which we're all just energy at the end of the day. So like you said, and like you shared, like when I was, not treating myself well, guess what was happening? I was receiving other people who weren't treating me well. When I started to shift my vibration, when I started to take responsibility, when I started to own, when I started to allow myself to, okay, it doesn't mean you can't like mourn over what's happened to you, but take then that and turn it into something beautiful like you're doing here where you can share. And not only are you giving yourself a voice, not only are you giving the wounded child a voice, but you're giving every other person who has a similar story of voice and a platform and a space to feel that they're not alone because so often especially when we're conditioned by society that you need to show up this way and be quiet and be a man and toughen up it's like we don't feel that that it's okay for us and we feel that we're alone which then continues to create the cycles and the patterns and the habit and so the fact that you are are standing here and are vulnerably sharing and not even just vulnerably sharing but vulnerably sharing in your power excuse me is um really just a reflection of what i feel where we're moving especially in the world of sexuality and we started this conversation out saying nobody's in sexual there's how to connect and you know there's some studies that say that men stop receiving touch from their father around five years old and so how does that even affect like of course they're going to go out to women because their mother is oftentimes if if they have a loving mother which in some cases isn't the case the only person who shows them affection so it's like where do we go to get our intimacy needs met um because intimacy and touch and connection is a part of our life and um it's a part of what we need as human beings it's a part of what we crave and so i feel strongly that shining the light on sexuality defamifying things like sexual abuse or triggers or whatever body shame whatever it is um, creates a powerful opportunity for all of us to really realize that when we start to look at these places that we've hidden and that we've shame and we have guilt around we start to hold them in in our own arms and share them with others we can really start to release these wounds that keep us separate more than they keep us together. Yeah, wow. Totally on the same line as you in, in terms of intimacy and, 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 and being aware of, of, of your own special feeling with yourself. And like you said, yeah, um, I'm 32. I, I'm going to be 32 this year, actually. But it took me such a while to 
self-love is one thing, but to literally say, to embrace myself and to say, okay, honestly, I'll be very naked here because I've been so far. There was a moment in my life, and maybe to the people listening as well, where I thought that sex didn't have a meaning for me anymore. And it is only now that I started embracing it again, thanks to people like you at the event we, we met, because... I think so many people have, have, have moments of shame and, and guilt and instead of working on those or expressing those or being naked, they keep them more and more for themselves because yes, we live in a pressurizing world. We live in a Western world, just for example, in Europe or in Amsterdam, where people don't ask you how you feel. People ask you, how are you doing? What do you do? I mean, what do you do for a living? And, and this is again a label and it's just like sexuality. Are you straight? Are you gay? You buy People don't dig in. What I love about the whole message you want to bring out with your podcast, with what you do um, for a living, is that you, you go deeper and you think about, okay, this is a result of what? And we go back mm. there. And mm. I think today we really talk about intimacy. And yes, it's easy to meet people. Yes, it's easy to connect with some people, but not from the heart. And then in, phys- in a physical way, it's, it's pretty much a common thing. But then on an emotional level, it's, it's pretty weird because we all have a luggage, we all have a story. And the beauty of life is to meet someone at some point, if, if anyone is open to that, if I'm open for that, if you're open to that anyway, uh, everyone has own decision about that. To meet someone who understands your story, where you're coming from, and that you went from your pain to your gain. Mm. And this, this is not for everyone, but this is something very interesting to to go deeper in anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And I think, you know, the last piece that I really feel inspired to touch on is um, I love that you shared that vulnerability too around like there came a point where um, sex didn't really have any meaning for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, oh, doing the work that I do and, and as you know, like the containers that we hold, like mm-hmm. uh, it, it's such a deep like, oh, in my heart because you know, not only it can sex be something that's incredibly deep and soul, like soul, I don't even know, entrenching and powerful. It can also be a catalyst to help you really turn on your, your life purpose, your passion, your power. And, you know, speaking about the container that we, that we held. And I know that that was you did such a powerful job. I mean, from the very beginning, you showed up, you're like, hey, this is where I've been. I've been in a lot of different type of sexual containers before, and I just want to kind of try this out to see what it's mm-hmm. about. One of the things that I really acknowledge and honor you for, and I remember before we got on this call, you were like, I didn't even want to connect with anyone because I realized that where I was operating from sex was was a completely different place than where other people had had journeyed. And so would you be open to speaking just a little bit about, you know, the difference that you felt and, and, and what that, how that showed up for you? Yeah. The intention I had when I met you in this container was like you said, um, to, um, to make time and energy for myself. Of course, I, I was aware and grateful to be with this great bunch of people. Um, I've never met before. We never met before. Let's be honest. And this is, what I'm trying to do everywhere I go, not just behind closed doors, but in real life, I try to be myself. You can call it authentic, you can call it naked, raw, whatever. Um, and those three days spent together, Amanda, were really amazing because it was a container, it was a safe place, a safe container. And I've been in containers which were 
a bit different in that sense. So for me, it was a, a great opportunity to first to be open to myself and to others uh, because it was about the whole collective. I came there with no intention for myself, but I put the, the group first and I was looking at things a bit from the, from the back, from, from a perspective. And at one point, one of the, the moments, well, one of the events at the, the three-day events, we had an opportunity to be close to someone and this girl came up to me and she, she expressed her desires. And I said, no, but it was such a hard thing to do because I could see in her eyes that she liked me. Well, she liked me um, in the moment because of course she, we barely knew each other, but she felt me and she wanted mm. to be close to me and touch me. Mm. And Back in the days, I would have said, yes, yes, go for it. You can touch me. I will do anything. But I said no. And I felt so much guilt. Mm. I felt so much guilt saying no, because even today, aren't we all pleasers? But when you think about it, saying no from the heart is choosing for yourself, is giving direction to your life, and is to be in your power and to say, mm. okay, mm. still so far, but not further. And this is the limit. And there's nothing wrong with saying no in yes. any way in life, yes. not just in an intimate kind of way. Uh, and I think many people, and I, this is where I want to end up with, uh, have intimacy, sexual relations, where their guts say yes, but their heart says no. And yes. I've done this a few times, well, many times to be totally naked. And every time I did that, I felt miserable. And I'm sure many people can relate. I took showers day in, day out to, to clean and cleanse myself. And that moment, Amanda, at that container with you was for me a true momentum. It was a cycle breaker moment in terms of intimacy. I'm able to say no. Uh, I'm not perfect, but I'm enough. I'm here with a great a group of people. We're all the same. We're all in this together. And yeah, love for everyone. Peace out. Mm -hmm. Mm, mm, I love that. And I love that we end on this note because you're right. It is such a, I did a podcast just a couple episodes ago and it's called stop people pleasing the power of saying no. And you're absolutely true. It's like, you know, we are built to please others. We're built to put ourselves last. We're built to not be selfish. We're built to do all these things. And when we don't, when we do that, we dishonor ourselves. And I think that especially when there's expectations or, or like, there's nothing wrong. This is a beautiful woman. She wants to connect with me. There's nothing wrong with the situation. And there's nothing wrong with like really feeling into all parts of you and and being able to own and to honor your nose. And this is something that, you know, let's say play parties or other experiences that involve intimacy and sexual connections, they don't often touch on. And so feels really, really powerful to hear, you know, how something as simple as no, but really feeling it and owning it and honoring it. There was all these feelings of guilt, but then it's like, no, like I fucking choose me. Like I choose exactly, me exactly. and it feels so good. And it feels better for that person because we all know when we don't choose us, we choose the ero the erotic movement of energy we choose the other person we choose whatever and we end up feeling contracted and we end up feeling shitty and ultimately if we're in an experience with anyone they're going to feel some sort of that contraction and that experience as well and so yeah the power of saying no the power of honoring yourself the power of owning your shit the power of standing in your truth taking your pain and turning it into something that can inspire others and this is Boom. all you, bro. This is all what you Boom. brought to this conversation. <laughs> I would love to add on, add on something, if I may, Amanda. Yeah. Saying no is one thing. Uh, it takes time. 
Um, it doesn't happen overnight. But the thing is that when someone says no to you, when, when someone says no to me, I don't see it as a rejection. I see it as a gift because many people get really pissed off or even aggressive or emotional. Oh, you don't want me? No. Uh, it's choosing for myself, like you say. And if someone is not interested in me, I can totally understand that. I even say, well, great that we're not into each other all the time or great that we're not into everyone. It's good to have some preferences. So I totally take that on board. I see it from both sides, you know, um, and, and it's okay to, to look for confirmation and to look for attention. But the only attention and confirmation you need is from yourself. And once you do that, you're open and you might meet someone who, who you can share something beautiful with. So, yeah. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Wow. So good. Awesome. Okay. So you have a book and it's launching, uh, you said end of November. Is that right? No, it's, uh, I was in touch with my publisher yesterday and it will be ready. It will be done uh, in December this year. Uh, so my aim is to have it under the Christmas tree this year. <laughs> um and yeah like i said uh amanda it's it's very naked it's very i actually laugh with myself i point at myself uh it's not a typical self-help book in five steps no it's very pure it's it's a it's a true lived story and um i have another title on the book called how to grab life by the ball so you can turn your fears into powers and this is all we spoke about today going from that moment and place of pain, victimization, poor me, going to your own journey and say, okay, this is what I have in me, this, those are my gifts, this is what I truly am, and giving it to others, transmitting only the good. And this is what the naked truth is all about. Mm. Okay, well, I can't wait to get a copy and I can't wait to, to have it under my Christmas tree this year. <laughs> I know you personally, I feel you, I see your heart, I see your soul. Now I know a little bit more about your journey. And yes, so for all the people who are watching on the video, you guys can see it there. Harry, how, do you have a website? Is it harrytrotter.com or how do people, yeah, sign up to get your book? Do you have a waiting list or how does it work? Um, I did a whole campaign a few months ago and 250 people pre-ordered a copy already, but now you can just go on my website called iamharrytrotter.com. Um, and there you have an opportunity to contact with me, to connect with me. Um, so you can always uh, send me a message. You can also uh, add me on Facebook or connect with me on Facebook. It's Harry Trotter. Just send me a message uh, and say that you're interested in the book and uh, I will put you on the list. Uh, there was a, um, let's say, there was a landing page for the campaign, but I'm working on the website right now. So feel free to... Uh, to just approach me directly to Facebook. So uh, I yeah, love it. No Personal about. connections are better anyway. Personal connections, let's say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for being so brave and so bold and for coming out here and for speaking your truth and for sharing it with the world. Pleasure. And truly, 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 like as a male embodied being who has gone through some of the things that you've gone through, speaking so bravely and boldly, like it makes my heart melt because it helps to dissolve the division between men and women and who has more abuse and what's worse and better and blah 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 so really truly thank you for being bold and thank you for coming on the show and thank you for showing up brother thanks so much amanda for your openness for your kindness and uh for being this guide in this this whole conversation and just uh, what you do empowering other people uh by being naked themselves and um yeah i really 
admire that. So thanks so much for opening up to me. Mm, my pleasure. All right, you guys. We'll see you next time on the Driven for Purpose show. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content, and together we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.